welcome to Appetite for Production. Uh, me and Tim were just standing outside and the Google Street View uh, camera car drove past us. Yeah, so if you can find my house on Google Street View and get a picture of us and send it to us, what do they win, James? Uh, they, <laughs> they win the pamphlet I was looking at that the postman had just given me. Oh, wicked. And if you can find the postman slightly further down the street, then... Uh, oh, you, you get a bonus. Yeah, you, you get a second pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, but I think your mouth is writing checks that your pamphlets can't cash there, James, <laughs> because I've only got the one pamphlet, I'm afraid. We are together once again with all of you to talk about crazy new plugins and uh, some real-world instruments and some video game stuff. Oh, oh really? Yeah, because oh, we don't well. talk about that very much. And uh, <laughs> Hang on, don't we talk about it every episode, even though we're not supposed to? Uh, <laughs> let's get on with things. Okay, let's do this. Tim, I have got a spot growing in my nostril. Oh, no. Do we really have to talk about this first thing on the episode? Because I think this is this is the sort of stuff that would get me to stop listening. Is, okay, okay, let's, let's, let's uh, deconstruct this. Is it painful? It's really painful. Oh, God. How does one... Um, What's it called when you stop... Oh, anesthesia? Is that when you stop pain? Uh, anesthetise it. Anesthetise. Uh, How do you anesthetise the inside of your nose? I don't know. Uh, I, I'd cocaine, really like... James. That's uh, how you do it. Yeah, officer, that's why... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was doing those cocaine with those prostitutes. Look at this, officer. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, look oh, God, at yeah. Oh, get look at right the inside there. of my nose. Oh, yeah, get in there. <laughs> Gross. Um, how did you how did you discover that this was occurring? Uh, searing pain whenever I moved anything on my face. Oh God, oh, oh, man. So what are you going to do about it, bro? <laughs> I'm just going to ride it out, man. <laughs> well, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not much else I can do. Let's think outside the box. Oh, Why don't you stick a load of boncella up one of your nostrils? <laughs> <laughs> Would that work? Oh, thinking outside the box. If it was outside the box, I would be okay. Mm. But it's firmly inside the box. <laughs> right up your nos. Which is what I call nostrils. Um, has, how has this affected you, though? That's what that's what you really need to think about. Uh, just pain. Just pain, oh, pain man. man. Uh, anyway, let's let's not. Uh, let's move that. swiftly on, mate. <laughs> what have you been uh, up to recently? Uh, you don't even want to know, mate. Uh, my my personal life is collapsing in on itself like a freaking white dwarf. <laughs> so I'm I'm throwing myself into my work, and uh, yeah, and there's been there's been tons of stuff going on in like the music news and stuff and everything. So mm. that's so that's been quite good and everything. And we'll we'll cover all of that. What have you been uh, getting up to, Chief? Uh, I've just finished off a, another video for Native Instruments. This one I'm, I'm quite proud of, actually. Hang on a minute. They're not commissioning me to make any videos. Let's not worry about that. What's this video you're making? This is video on MIDI drum programming. Oh, Realistic okay. MIDI drums. Um, and I think I attacked it quite well. Oh, okay. Uh, got uh, many different ways to make your MIDI drums more realistic. Mm. Are they all based around, quote-unquote, randomly changing the timing and velocity of them? No. That's good. Here, here this, this is a massive bone of contention in me because whenever you get a tutorial on stuff like that it's like well just just fucking randomize yeah just fucking do yeah. fucking whatever mate it doesn't fucking matter it's gonna sound amazing yeah, yeah i no. agree with you mate that is that is a shit tip in fact that is one of the tips that you can do that but most people don't tell you how much to do that and don't do it too much mm. because any real drummer who has learned 
the drums mm. uh, practices for hours and hours to make sure all their hits are <laughs> as consistent as possible and yes. timely on time as possible. Yes. And the thing is, there is time variation, but that is premeditated swing, mate. Uh, Do you well, know what I'm saying? And I mean, okay, no one can ever hit the grid exactly. Mm. And so I said up to eight midi ticks. Oh my God. Wow. Ticks. Uh, yeah. Which is quite, quite, uh, quite micro. And yeah, I wouldn't even know how long a MIDI tick lasts. Presumably it's milliseconds? Like, yeah. How many milliseconds are we talking, Chief? Uh, don't ask me. Okay. It, depends, <laughs> it depends on your tempo. Oh, okay. But yeah, sort of... Sure. Eight ticks is generally the max. Otherwise, you're going to basically start sounding like you've, you've, you're programming what's meant to be a shit drummer mm. who doesn't know how to play the drums. And you're going to get Lyme disease as well. Yes, that is true. That's that's something that people don't often they talk about. People forget that shit, man. <laughs> it's just, like so dangerous. But having said that, master tempo adjustments are okay if you want to do that, but that is a general point. Oh, insanity, well. mate. But, you know, getting like the beat will always be the beat. Mm. And it will generally be on point. But, you know, the beat itself might get slightly, slightly slower or faster, depending on what you're emulating. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ghost notes, things oh, like that. Yes, mate, the spooky, spooky ghost notes. And, Will is up, yeah. And exactly where to place them and how to, uh, a good rule of thumb for getting them going. Anyway, lots of tips like that. This is one I quite enjoyed doing. And um, I think I think there's some good stuff in there. What did you use for it? Was it battery or was it one of the virtual drummer Ooh, thingies? No, I didn't use battery at all. Uh, I used a couple of virtual drummers, maybe three of them. And I also installed Drum Lab. Are you familiar with Drum Lab? Yes, I am. Um, I like, I've used it for ride sounds. The idea is to have acoustic and electronic samples, which you sort of blend between and get the best of both worlds. Mm, like a Terminator or yeah, Robocop. Exactly like that. I've been, I've been intending to install almost every time I open Native Access, but I don't think I've ever actually done it until now. Okay. What are your and thoughts? I fucking love it. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. I, I I guess it's because I never actually clicked install or and tried it out. That, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that would help, yeah. That I just didn't even check if it was good enough or not. But yeah, I really, really like it. It's that, That's what I've been struggling with, with drum romplers. Like, I've got mm. the NI ones. I don't have the other ones like BFD or Addictive Drums mm. or Superior Drummer. Mm. I think they are a bit sort of better at the old drum samples and they sort of sound a bit more processed. But whenever I get an NI drum rompler up, it's a bit it's a bit raw, you know? Needs a lot of production. And because it's in contact, you can't really mess about with each channel unless you send each channel out to your door, which is a ball Oh, ache. balls, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having Drum Lab, that's basically the secret ingredient that I've been oh. wishing I had for a long time. Oh, okay. That's cool, man. Yeah, I have found Drum Lab useful. I don't really use battery too much in my own productions, but my God, when you're trying to just like knock up a beat for a tutorial video or something in a hurry, really, really helpful, I find, man. Mm. I think you're gonna think you're gonna find it pretty useful, man. Let's keep it on a drum tip, Tim. Mm. Uh, now strange story here, but uh Sony CSL, which is um Computer Science Lab. 
Sony Computer Science Lab. Is that actually what it stands for? Yeah, it's there at the top. <laughs> oh, right. Um, oh. oh, yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wicked, I'm a genius. Uh, which is, I guess, a Sony team based in Paris, which is a city in France. Did oh, you know that? May we, yeah. Uh, they, have, they have finished a project where they are, I guess the headline would be AI-assisted drumming. Hang on a minute. I'm just. I'm sorry, but my eyes have been drawn to this press release, and a phrase jumped out at me because it's italicized, and it says, yeah. "The goal is not to replace musicians." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. When a music technology project starts with the goal is not to yeah, replace yeah. musicians, you know what's really happening here. They're trying to replace musicians, mate. <laughs> they're coming for you guys. Watch out. So they they're, they're trying to do a thing where they analyze a shitload of tracks analyze where the drums are and sort of pick up the rules if you will for where to put drums based on the music around them so this in eventually this should listen to some music without drums in it and put the drum part to oh, it oh yeah this is definitely going to work and be amazing mate I'm carry sh- on <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a way to do that but i don't i, don't think, <laughs> I think you'd want to ask a drummer how to do it more than anything else i i don't think technology like i'm sure in a few decades computers are gonna be making sick sick drum grooves i don't think we're quite at that stage but hey i probably shouldn't prejudge this sure uh, so this this sort of release, this little story that they've put up, is um, one of the first results from this project. Oh, sick! And uh, now they have only done it with kick drums. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you need, mate? So, so this is techno, is it? Presumably, though. Yeah. Well, it, they've they've given it four different tracks, okay. and it has. I think they've Christ. they've put some snares and stuff in there. <laughs> and this highly sophisticated algorithm has decided where to plop the kicks. Well, you'd think it'd be pretty easy to put one on every beat and uh, call it a day, right? That would be uh, all yeah. right. Um, so <laughs> let's have a listen to a couple of them. Okay, are we going gonna... to... I think, I think the, the, the most hilarious one to listen to is Gypsy Love. Okay, now we're we listening to the original pre-kick drum yeah, now, are we? Yeah, this is pre-kick drum. This is what the algorithms were given. Okay, let's have a listen to this. Gypsy love. And the inbuilt Ooh. player on this website is CAC, by the way. Oh, it's atmospheric, though. One, two, three. See, I'm not computer, and I can tell this is a waltz. Uh, this has got kick drum in it. Yeah. Oh, God, this sounds like Nick Cave. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly stimulating. Oh, mate, this is this is one of my least favourite styles of music. Well, luckily, basically. you can stop it now. Oh, thank God. Uh, let's go down a little bit and listen to one of the attempts by this algorithm to intelligently insert kick drums into it. Yeah, shall I click this first one? Yeah. Go for it, Nick. It should already had loads of kick drums. Too many crickets. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> what? Can we be the ones to make our mark? Okay. So they like because there was a kick drum in the original. Can we go and listen to the original again? No, James? no, 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 no. Oh. I want, we've we've got to move on. Keep oh going. God. Okay. What next? Keep, uh, keep that playing. Oh, okay. Oh, really? No, no. Let's play another. Okay. Now this one, second top from the left, is. Absolutely shit. Brilliant. So these are Toms, I guess, already playing. 
Can we be <laughs> oh shit! Getting jungleistic with it. Yeah. What is the point of this project, James? I just don't understand. Well, they're trying to replace musicians, Tim. How's anyone going to make money with this? The only... Oh, God. Can I pause this for a second? Yeah. This is horrible. Um, the only part <laughs> of Sony that makes any money is their freaking PlayStation division. I don't think that <laughs> robotic drummers are going <laughs> to rival the PlayStation division. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to have a listen to another one? Let's listen to a different song and its attempts to insert a kick drum onto it. Let's just go random. Okay, should we, let's listen to this Orgs Waltz. Oh, they really like their 3-4 time. Should we just like click choose, one of these? Choose a random one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Spooky. There's a lot of ghost notes in it. Talk, talk. Some good kick programming here. Talk, talk. Are those the kicks? No, there ain't no kicks yet. Oh. So you got a bit of syncopation there. Come on, robot, play some kicks. Oh, are they some kicks? Are they some? Are those the kicks? Let's skip kicks. on this. I guess those are the kicks. It's it's hard to tell on my um, my Mac monitor. So should we, should we start again with a different one on this thing? Yeah. Okay. Let's have a let's let's uh, let's play this one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Techno, buddy. Well, that's that doesn't that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, it's quite zealous. I think it sounds pretty awful. It sounds like techno, though, doesn't it? What else have we got here? Let's have a. Oh, oh no! You've got to stop them. You can't. You can't just click one and it'll stop the one originally playing. No kick there. Let's skip it. Should we skip it on? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really get the fucking point of this, mate. Well, what is going on? The point is, uh, specifically, the goal is to replace musicians. <laughs> well, they have not achieved that goal. No, they, they've yet. not even play, replaced a drummer's right foot yet. No, no, that's like that, and that's a small part of what someone could arguably call a musician, I guess. Yeah. It's... These are all pretty... I mean... For placement, it's all right, but yeah, overzealous is um, true, and there are way too many examples. Yeah, makes me think they're trying to bury the shit ones. Yeah, it's like, well, the thing is, it's like is if it? you've got a bit choose from like <laughs> sixty-eight different versions of it, what have we got here? Ah. Leaden. They also could have used a better kick sound. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell on my computer monitors, but yeah, this doesn't sound very good. Okay, James, what, what are we thinking about this? There's also an, another very interesting element. All of these songs are very... Uh, they're very sparse musically. Mm. They've got vocals, and all of them seem to have a little sort of Morse code bleepy thing in yeah, them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Almost as if they really had to shove it down the algorithm's mm. throats what the rhythm of the song is. Just yeah. to go beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, computers are pretty good at detecting where beats are mm. these days. We've been using that kind of technology for over a decade now, mate, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, and uh, thinking of some of the things I've got with Ableton's uh, random and other sort of generative MIDI plugins, they can do quite well. Obviously, it's not intelligent, but mm. <laughs> neither is this. No. 
So I think we're a long way from uh, Sony CSL's uh, stated goal of not replacing musicians. Mm, yeah, not sinister at all. Uh, well, musicians can rest easy, I think, for, you know, a little bit, basically, right? Mm. Don't forget, everybody, you can always support Appetite for Production on Patreon, can't you, Tim? Oh, yeah, you can. Wouldn't that be nice for everybody? Yes, it's been very nice for us so far. And uh, <laughs> every time we get a notification about a new patron, I uh, screenshot the notification, send it to Tim, and he says something very funny to me. And uh, we're both overjoyed every time it happens. Yeah, it gives me, it gives my ego a little bit of a boost, yeah. which is nice. So, I mean, don't tell people that because they might not. Subscribe. No, people don't want me to be happy, James. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> so again, a massive thanks to it's shout out time. Three mm. ML, Alex Cummings, Andy Payne, Apollo Kipso, Bonnie, Chris Perkins, Croy B, Johan London, Jonathan Davis, Michael Yentis, Michal Chikovles, Paul Knight. Pulp Stereo, Ruben Cornell, and Sumerki. Wow, so you're going to shout out all of the Patreons, not just new ones, every time. Is well, that happening? My plan is, when we get to 100, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll sing it out with the uh, the Can Can song oh, from, wow. okay, from the Moulin Rouge. Okay, well, that's something that we can look forward to in the year 3000. Nice. Uh, if you do want to support us on Patreon, you get early access to episodes as soon as they go online. Extra bonus content. A couple of things are on there now. There's a sort of 45-minute episode with me and Tim doing some sound design. There's uh, us watching a video and uh, making wry comments. Oh, so wry. Uh, there are opportunities to help us with stuff and plenty more to come. We might be recording something today to go out next <gasps> week as well. Exciting. <laughs> more A4P stuff. Hmm. So massive thank yous to all our current patrons, and we'll shut up about it now and get on with the show. Yeah, we better had to. Let's let's get on. Okay, James. Do you remember us talking about Robin Thicke versus Marvin Gaye? Multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. Have you seen that there have been a couple of high-profile court cases in the news recently? I saw that Kraftwerk is now, has now been settled by the European Court of Justice. Yeah, mate, that's what they're there for. I mean, it is a very European issue that a, tra- a Kraftwerk song has been there. Uh, ripped off or something so i think that needs the the whole council of europe should be weighing in on that yeah and it's taken 20 years to sort out apparently which seems <laughs> like bullshit hold on the url of this mix mag story you've got yes craftvert <laughs> oh mate come on guys get it together so somebody's sampled a tiny bit of craft work um let's have a let's have a quick listen oh yeah that's really bad MP3-ing. I think that's probably just how it sounds. You reckon? Um, and here's Sabrina Settler. She settled in court, I guess. <laughs> oh, didn't a lot to it. That doesn't sound like they've even sampled it. They've slowed it down. It's different tonally, mate. It's the same rhythm. It's a beat. Yeah. And it's but this is bullshit, right? Okay, so they've the fact is that they have used it, even though they've changed it, it doesn't matter. Well, they haven't even sampled it, they've just used the same drum rhythm, which I think is fucking 
bollocks, basically. You can't. And here's the other thing: Have you seen the Katy Perry shit that happened recently? No, I'm going to say the uh, European Court of Justice doesn't think it's bollocks, but yeah, well, I think I, him, mate. I trust you more than I trust them. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's good. Um, there's. Uh, I watched a video by Adam Neely. I don't know okay. if you've heard of him. I, I have. I have. Yeah. So he talks about it. And Adam Neely, by the way, does not put shocked faces in his thumbnails and is successful. Oh, well, maybe there's something we can learn from him. Basically, um, I'll see if I can find a link that has both of the um, the tracks in. Okay, so here's Joyful Noise by Flame, okay? Okay, you got that in your brain, yeah? Yeah. Here is Katy Perry, Dark Horse. Featuring Juicy J. Oh, Juicy J. Your favourites. Okay. Let's get to the bit. What's the bit? It's the bit in the background there, bro. Are you serious? Yes, mate. Now, and here's where things are fucked, right? So let's have another listen to this... Joyful noise track. That's why I praise God for the word that we adhere. The word became flesh. Live for 30 years. Died in 33, but after days reappeared. Jesus Christ anointed one ascended. And here is a bit of This Is Why I'm Hot by Mims, oh, which came out Mims. previously. So I feel. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me hear it. Oh come on! So do I. I feel like now the the arp in the or the little synth lead in the Mims track isn't really that similar to the to the track, but the freaking flow is really really similar. Um, and it's like. Well, it's just a rap song. <laughs> well, this is the thing, mate. It's just like, you can't just say, oh, right, I'm, I'm not going to have descending eighth notes anymore or whatever in your music. That's fucking bullshit, mate. And you can't copyright this fucking rhythms. It's going to, you're going to end up with a situation where you've got like a few dozen basic, you know, song ideas or whatever that everything else is going to have to license. And this is more about fucking money than it is about art or any kind of originality or creativity. So hold on. What is the case? What do they allege? What's happening? They're, they're, they're saying that the uh, the flame track, they're, they're saying that the Dark Horse track, the, the riff was a ripoff of the flame track. Which is fucking bull... Mate, let's have another listen None to it. None of those tracks ripped off any of the other tracks. I know. Okay. So there you go. You've got that in your brain, yeah? I mean, I wish I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> Let's have another bit of Katy Perry. I mean, they're descending eighth notes, as uh, whatever his name is, Neely or whatever, points out in his video. But that is not... That is something that is used in millions of songs, as the dude points out in his video. You know what? This... this... Uh, this calls back something that I keep saying mm. recently, which is that the sound design is now an integral part of the track. Mate, the fucked up thing is they're not even using the sound. The Katy Perry track, it's like a kind of sin vox uh, sort mm. of stab or whatever. And in the fucking flame track, it's like a portamento yeah. sawtooth thing or whatever. Yeah. 
So it's just like, mate, it's fucking bullshit. And they, and in the um, Adam Neely video, he points out that the musicologist they got in the case is talking absolute shit, basically. Good. So let's fucking sort this out, guys. I don't know quite who I'm talking to here. Uh, but come ev- on, music. Everyone who is involved with music. Yeah. <laughs> let's Come on, guys. Let's all work together. Uh, there needs to be some kind of campaign for this, because this is bollocks. I, you know, I drew the line... Way after the Robin Thicke and Marvin Gaye thing, I reckon that was that was foul play. But this, oh no 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 no, I'm not going to allow this. Okay, oh, so this has crossed the line. Well, I mean, you, I it? am going to allow this. <laughs> this is right. This yeah, yeah, right. Shouldn't be a, a bad thing. They they shouldn't lose this case. You see, first, I mean, they, they should can... lose this. What what am I saying? <laughs> okay, look, stop talking. Okay, they. You see, James. What, what I'm happens saying is, is this is outrageous. They came for the Robin Thicks. And you said nothing. And then they came for Katie Perry. Well, actually, I did say you should take Robin Thicke. His was plagiarism. Uh, You said nothing. I no, I said no. I said I was, it wasn't no. I said I no. Was fully in support that they take Robin Thicke and hang him. By no, that's his head. no. I'm standing up for Robin Thicke, and you're not. And yeah. now they've come for Katy Perry, and you're like, that's too far. And I say no. It's exactly the same thing, and it's all bullshit. And that craftwork thing as well is bullshit. Am I angry enough, James? Yes, I want you to get angrier though. I um, want to really push the limits. Oh my god, this Katy Perry track has got 2.6 billion Fuck views. Fuck me. Okay, how many It's not views... even got adverts switched on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, you need to monetize oh, they've that. They've lost a lot. Okay, so there we go. So look, let's not feel too sorry for Katy Perry, because she has got YouTube dollars, I mean, so you know. Look, this is a troll lawsuit. Yeah, blatantly, mate. This is, uh, we think we might be able to get away with this. Man, if I was on the jury and they they sort of, it looked like you'd have to say they're guilty, I'd be like, bullshit, no, we're declaring them innocent because that shouldn't be a crime. Well, and I'll change to the face of music and copyright. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can uh, fix this problem somehow, James. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Do you reckon we could tamper with the jury? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was uh, in the Adam Neely video. He was suggesting that they everyone tamper with the jury. They they specifically choose jury members who just don't have a clue what's going on. Basically, well, they kind of have to. I think. Well, mm, well, it, it seems like all these results are effing BS, mate. Yeah. So, uh, oh. where's it going to end? Is the question. Uh, I think. Where it will end is there will be three corporations in the world of mm. music. Mm-hmm. Each of them own uh, various parts mm. of ideas and motifs, and we have to license everything we do from one of those three companies. And they might be called, I don't know, RCA, Universal, Sick. Warners. Sick. Uh, just, just, just an idea there. What my plan is is to make a tune with the beat from Kraftwerk, <laughs> the uh, the arf riff from the Flame track, and have the sound from, the, you know, the sound of the Marvin Gaye tune and everything. And that will be a massive hit. And then we'll get taken to court and we can argue our case there. I'm going to shock you now, James. Oh yeah. Are you ba- are you ready to be rocked and shocked by the oh, Emancipation I Proclamation? I think I know what you're going to talk about. Mm, yes. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, well you should be mate. That's right everybody. The thing that has happened that nobody has expected. 
I've gone to Windows, bruv. Uh, you haven't fully gone to no, Windows. No, I haven't. No, that is, that's, to be honest, that's a bit of a clickbaity sentence there. Um, I have. What I've done, James, is I haven't even, like, I have not even put Windows on any of my computers. I have installed Windows 10 on an external hard drive, which I can boot my Macs from, which is a thing that you can do. Um, it's kind of a grey area because really officially legit you're supposed to put it on the same uh os drive as your freaking uh mac os okay but there's a workaround which takes ages and is a bit <laughs> of a fanny um but you can boot it off um an external hard drive i did it i did have to do some dos kind of stuff which you, you tend to dos a lot I'm a mate. I'm a total dosser. Um, which and I couldn't remember how any of the commands uh, worked because it's 2019 <laughs> See, as well. Colon backslash. Oh mate, like literally, if for some reason it wouldn't just go straight to a folder, I had to be like CD next folder, CD next folder. Yeah, all yeah, this yeah. Stuff is a massive pain in the ass. Dur p. Oh, oh mate, I'm having freaking PTSD from that. Um, and the the video that I watched was slightly out of date, so I had to kind of improvise a little bit. Uh-huh. But I did it. Um, it only took one day. Um, <laughs> uh, the, um, on the on the downside, you know, you could have bought a uh, probably bought a cheap Windows computer with the oh, that man, day's uh, money. This is the thing. I was I was thinking, okay, what if I could buy a really cheap Windows laptop and not have to do any of this BS? Um, but then I looked at them and like anything half decent is still three hundred and fifty quid. Okay, <laughs> Timmy doesn't have those kind of funds. Um, so yeah, so what I did, I did it. I actually did it. I did the process on my MacBook. Unfortunately, I had to update my MacBook to Mojave um, to do the thing for various boring reasons. Um, and then when you run it, when you do that, it updates it updates the audio firmware. Uh-huh. And then when you run Windows, it won't recognize that audio stuff. <laughs> so Windows is silent on my laptop. Um, it does work properly on my iMac, though. Okay. Can um, you just plumb it out to an interface on your laptop? Yes, but mate... But that's a ball like in yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm not going to do that. And like, to be honest, I'm really only going to use it on my iMac anyway. Okay, enough about installation... What are your thoughts on Windows 10? Uh, Better than you thought? It's, well, okay. Damning with faint praise, it's better than Windows 8. Oh, yeah. Which is the worst operating system I have ever used. And I'm saying that without hyperbole. Windows 8 is dog shit. Um, Windows 10 is fine. I mean, I hate it. But it's, you know... The I, most annoying part about Windows 10 is when when it uh, puts you on the sleep screen, the lock screen or whatever you want to call it, you've got to click mm. to uh, to go back to, to use your computer. And depending where your mouse is, it might have brought up a little box saying like, oh, find out more about oh, this God, photo. really? I haven't, oh, I haven't and seen so that. That sounds if you, awful. If you accidentally click the sort of find out more box... It'll open bloody, guess what? Microsoft bloody Edge. Oh, oh, wicked, wicked. Which is a totally different project product to Explorer, clearly. Yeah. Uh, so that that's one of the pain points for me. But otherwise, it works pretty well. Um, what I miss is the screenshots uh, functionality. You still have to paste them into paint or something. I'm sure there's a way around it. Oh, God. It's boring and annoying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? What, what were you installing Windows for? Um... 
Well, I'm not going to tell you. Oh. Um, Windows only software is okay. the not very interesting answer. I'll tell you what I did actually. Were install- you installing some kind of AI machine learning program so you can undress photos of women? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, mate. And I'm selling them on the dark web, oh. which is my new it's my new money making scheme. <laughs> so I can buy a Windows laptop. If only the Google Street View car hadn't uh, driven by <sighs> and ruined all your plans. Yeah, I know, mate. Um, what the first thing I installed, though, obviously, James was steam because mm. i wanted to see what steam games i had for windows damn <laughs> right because you did. of because of humble bundle or whatever there is there is a lot of games which you can't play on mac uh, especially classic games Yes, that's very true. Um, I was very surprised to see that because of all the humble bundles that I've done or whatever, I've got just an absolute shit ton of <laughs> Windows games, mates. So if I wanted to sit down and play video games, I could. Um, I did have a little bit of a play of uh, Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony, which I believe superior to Grand Theft Auto 5, James. Yes, I've said it. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, and that all ran very nicely and stuff. The only thing is, though, with, you can plug a DualShock 4 joypad in, into Mac OS and it'll just like recognise it with no trouble. With Windows, you've got to like literally run an application the whole time while you're doing that. You can't even install a driver. That's yeah. a bit of a faff. The other thing was... This whole thing, doing this whole thing seemed to break my hub for some reason. Oh. So I don't know why. So I've li- I literally had to order it. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I tried to go out and buy a, a hub that was more than four slots, mate. USB hub, that uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. Uh, li- you can't do it. Certainly not in Bristol. So I had to order a freaking 10 slot USB hub off the internet. Oh. And you can see it here. And what I don't understand about it, right, you've got these 10 slots. What are these flaps for, James? I mean, you could... I, I can't guess, see your flaps. Well, I guess they're for putting, like, cables through, but why would you do that? I mean, I don't... Hold on, cock your leg a bit more. Oh, God, look at this. So I can what see is, your flaps. I've got 10 flaps here, mate. Can you hear my flaps? They're flapping. What, what's underneath your flaps? That's just... It's just a hole. And presumably you put the cable in there, but I don't... Look, I think you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, these flaps seem useless. Um, and also, I looked into... This is very boring. <laughs> Please, yeah, bring it on. Um, That's what I, I, listen I, I looked. Love. I looked into screen recording on Windows, which is a nightmare, oh. as I'm sure you're aware. Um, but I found a video that says you can do it and you can record the audio at the same time in OBS or whatever you like. Um, but you've got to install the demo of FL Studio and use the FL Studio driver. Weird. Okay. And I don't know how it works. Strange. Yeah. So that's so that's that's an interesting little uh, fact that one of our listeners might be vaguely interested yeah. in. Enjoy that, uh, everybody. I guess. So yeah, but I'm. I tell you what, I'm certainly not moving my music production over to Windows. I have Home. no. I have no real qualms with Windows. <sighs> I think it's it's fine. I've made uh, music just as easily using my Windows laptop, uh, except for the fact that if you want to go off-piste and, let's say, open a YouTube video. Oh, mate, the, that was the most annoying thing. I forgot about that. All oh. the sound is just hijacked. Oh, into, yes, so annoying. Uh, which, yeah, that is annoying. But other than that, it's it's the same stuff, man. Uh, no, it's it's the same stuff, but loads shitter. No. No, it really... Mate, I used Windows 7 as on my music uh, desktop machine for, like, years and years and years, mate. And it's a pain in the balls. And OS X is so much nicer. Um, though I would say, if you're literally just running your door in Windows, yeah. it's, tol- it's tolerable. Exactly. That's kind of what I mean, because that's what I use that for. 
but, oh, mate, Windows 10, it's... It, oh, I, okay, I'm not going to talk about it Less anymore. bad than you thought is the... Uh... Slightly less bad than I thought, but still something that I don't really uh, ever want to use ever again if I can avoid it. I'll get you round to it one day. No, no, you won't, mate. All right. Now, Tim, mm. I wanted to tell you about this as soon as I discovered it, and I fired off an email immediately. And then I thought, hold on, maybe we should talk about this on the podcast. Oh, God, did you unfire the email? I, I clicked undo because I've got a undo timer on my emails for when <laughs> I uh, do stupid stuff like call someone a cunt or... <laughs> It's like really sexually harassing people to an unacceptable degree. Yeah, I do use the undo thing quite a lot, but mostly it's for <laughs> why like... Are you, why are you such a loose cannon when it comes to emails? I really don't it's, understand. I use it mostly for spelling mistakes or things that I've forgotten to say. Oh, that, that, yeah, that is annoying. It yeah, does happen okay. a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I undid that and here we are. Okay, I'm very excited to find out what this is. You might know it already. But oh, I probably don't, mate. Tim, mm. what is the most underrated Zelda game in the history of time? Uh, oh, uh, Link's Awakening. Of course. I don't think it's underrated. I think people love it, but carry on. Well, they might love it a bit more. Have you not heard? No, why? They've what? redone it for Switch. Oh, no, I am well aware of this. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you going to get a Switch just to play freaking Link's Awakening in proper 3D and stuff? No, because it seems to me it's basically the exact same... Um, same stuff is happening. They've upgraded graphics and they've upgraded the music quite a lot. You can build your own dungeon now in oh, some yeah. kind of capacity. In, but yeah, it's a strange capacity. Yeah, it looks a bit weird. You you just get given chambers and you can reorder them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've sent you a link there. Oh, okay. <laughs> it won't be there yet. It won't the be there yet. Your... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you should uh, play the trailer and just... Give a blast from the past. Oh, okay, yeah, wicked. Oh, goodness. Uh, I assumed you would have heard about it. Oh, you may. I always keep up on the uh, the Switch news and views. Though um, I'm suffering from Joy-Con drift, mate. Okay. Um, which means I don't want to play my Switch anymore because it's really annoying. And uh, even though Nintendo US are fixing everybody's, Nintendo UK aren't. So thanks a bunch, Nintendo UK, you dicks. So this is the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Isn't he adorable Switch. in the three D? He, he is pretty adorable. I don't love it, but I I don't dislike it. I like it how he looks grumpy. Mm. Should I play this bad boy? Play the bad boy. Okay, I'll do it. Cluck. Oh man, I loved this game. This is was my was my first Zelda game on Game Boy. This was my proper first Zelda game as well, and it is one of the best. I think. Mm. The graphics are very cartoony. That's fine by me. Still got the uh, top-down view. But well, I hope so. And they do side-on view in this game as well, don't they? Which people forget. Uh, yes, some parts of it. Mm. Oh, look at that adorable chubby raccoon. Oh, he is nice. What do you think of the? Uh, oh, actually, this. The music from the actual game is quite interesting. It's, How so? They've made it quite orchestral. Hmm. Which obviously was not possible on your Game Boy. No. Oh, look at him eating that apple. <laughs> this looks great, actually. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. The thing is, as it is exactly the same game, and it's also going to be full price, mm. I feel like 
I can't justify a purchase of this. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I, I know what you mean. Like, they should they should add some things. Like, if they'd added, well, the thing is, they'd have had to like basically remake the game to do like a, like an alternative campaign or something like that. Mm. I mean, the thing is, I played this on. I think I played this on normal Game Boy and Game Boy Color already. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played it last year. Oh right, wicked, wicked. Got to do a playthrough every now and then. Have you played like the Four Seasons or whatever they're called? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I never played those. Maybe you should, maybe you can get Probably your teeth should. into those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't finish Breath of the Wild because it got on my tits, mate. Okay. And everyone really loved that. Well, so. you're still not allowed to tell me about it until I one day get a Switch when I'm 90. I re okay, I won't. I won't tell you about it apart from it got on my tits. Uh, there is a bottle in this game which wasn't in the original game. A fairy bottle. Was yeah. That really not in the original. No, you didn't get any kind of bottle. Oh, man, it's to, to make things easier for all these freaking millennials or whatever. <laughs> um, so that's coming out in September this year. I'm massively excited, even though I'm not going to get it. You're not going to be it. able to play it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll probably just watch a shitload of YouTube videos <laughs> of people playing it. Well, that, this is the way that we experience culture now, is everyone's too busy and doesn't have any money. So rather than playing a video game, you can watch someone else play it on YouTube or watch someone else going on holiday on YouTube well, or making music on YouTube. I think we're the meta extension of that because rather than watching the trailer for that thing, <laughs> you, you can, can listen to us. You can listen to us watching the trailer for that thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you want to rethink your life if you're still listening to this podcast. I mean, it feels like there must be something better you can be doing with your time. Really? Speaking of rethinking your life, this has sort of come at a very poignant time for me because I have been listening to a lot of video game music recently. Tell me about that. Uh, so I, th I think it's inspired by uh, coming to your house and doing the podcast, and then after the podcast, playing Super Mario 3, Super Mario World all the time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff on Spotify of people sort of um, doing covers of um, Crazy Mario covers. songs. Which led me back to the Zelda songs, because the Zelda songs, the music in Zelda is is some of the best music ever. Oh, you think okay, so? That's a bit of a uh, grandiose statement, but art is subjective, mate. So if you feel that, I don't think uh, I don't think anyone can take that away from you. It certainly made a massive impression on my formative musical years. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm um and I then got into a load of uh, lo-fi Zelda music on Spotify. Sick, mate. Which is really, it's been vibing me for a few weeks now. And so when this came out, I was like, oh, yes. We, it really got, you know, touched that spot that was pleasurable for it, you. Exactly. And uh, also recently I've been listening to uh, some orchestral versions of Ocarina of Time. It's because you're cool as Stuff. fuck, mate. Yeah, That's man. why. Uh, which, uh, it's, just, it's just all been a massive confluence. Mm. And when I saw this trailer... I was like, you know, i got to make some of this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> and so I, I, I set to work um, making my own sort of, uh, I guess you would call them synth and somewhat lo-fi versions of the Link, Link's Awakening song. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Can I listen to them? Uh, yeah, you can listen to a couple. Where not, are they? They're not going to be on the podcast. Oh, oh. Okay. But you can listen to them. Tim, how do you like it? 
you know what, mate? I really like it. That is really, really cool, man. I like the sounds. I like what you've done with the sounds as well. Mm, do you like the vibe? I really like the vibe. Um, I am very surprised that you would make something that does just sound like, you know, straight up contemporary lo-fi, James. I really didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been suddenly listening to a lot of that stuff. I've been doing a lot of sort of Spotify. Uh, I've just been letting Spotify give me stuff recently. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Which, back in the early days of the podcast, I said didn't work very well, mm. and you said did. But yeah. I am now. I, maybe it wasn't working for me, but it's now working for me mm-hmm. for, for certain. I've got some good, uh, good listening done to those things. Yeah, man. I think people are really going to dig those things because they are the convergence of music that people love. And, you know, obviously, and a big Zelda fan as well. And, a, you know, a cool contemporary sound. Yeah, you could uh, you could do a study version of them where you just have them on in the background. Oh, yeah, for studying, relaxing and whatever, sleeping. Yeah, sick. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to segue now. Because oh. for the sound design in those, hold on, segue. <laughs> For the sound design in those songs, I decided to exclusively use Massive X and Phase Plant. Well, why wouldn't you if you had access to them? Because <clears throat> we haven't talked about Phase Plant on the podcast at all before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something people are all talking about. Yeah, people seem to really love it. And I haven't used it yet, so I'm feeling kind of jelly. So the idea behind Phase Plant is Kilohertz uh, synth which, if you think about what they've done before, they did things like multipass, which is an effect. Multipass. Where, where you have four uh, bands, just like a multiband effect, but instead of having a fixed effect in there, you can drag in many, many different processes in a modular formula. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you could be, oh, I want to do some delay on the high mids, and I want to do some tremolo on the highs, and put some compression on the bass, and loads more stuff. And yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, but they've now come out with Phase Plant, which is a synth that does that. So you can stack as many oscillators as you want. You can bring in filters or not. You can put some envelope modules in there. You can put as many effects as you want and a load of other cool stuff. And that's the idea. And people are loving it. Yeah, so my what I saw that you could do, which made me think it was interesting, was you could, for example add an insert distortion to each individual voice mm. rather than the voices as a whole, right. which uh, seems like a powerful tool. Yeah, I mean, it is incredibly modular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love it that much. I, no. For me, it doesn't live up to the hype. I mean, look, it's very, very good quality. But that's not the kind of thing I want from a synth. Well, sorry, I do want good quality. <laughs> I don't really know what you're going, getting out of there. I what? don't. I don't want a modular synth. What I, do you mean when you say quality, James? Because that is I'm talking vague. DSP and the sound of the oscillators. Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. You know the, the filters, lack of aliasing, good filters. I I don't like unlimited possibility from a synth. Mm. You um, like a fixed rigid structure with boundaries yeah exactly i think that's a bit more creative for me personally like when you get a complex patch in phase plant 
you end up having to scroll through all the oscillators. Mm. Like, you need to literally scroll the mouse wheel through. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate that. Well, I mean, you could you could extend it so it's really big and it shows everything, <laughs> but then you've got a huge interface. Mm. Uh, so when you're at a sort of acceptable size, certain patches and certain formulations, you'll have to scroll through. That I don't like. I mean, it's the only real way to do it, especially if you've got like 50 effects loaded on different voices and stuff like that. Mm. But I, I, I'm not, I don't like the way it works, but I like the way it sounds. Yes. Well, I mean, from those tunes that you played, the listener hasn't heard, of course, um, it does sound good. Whatever sound it was making, like all of those elements sounded lush. Mm. Feedback loops. You can make feed, feedback loops in it. All right, okay. Uh, which is good. Make a rocking guitar solo, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel it compares to Massive X? Well, now this is the interesting thing. So, obviously, these two are 2019's uh, biggest synth releases or most popular synth releases. So, using them side by side was very interesting. And this, I, I hadn't used Massive X much up until now. Mm. So, I think Faceplant is very good for synthy tones. Okay. So if you want something that sounds like an analog synth mm. and you've got square waves and saw waves and triangle waves, sure, there are more waves. There are wavetables and stuff like that. Wavetables too. It's a very synthy synth. <laughs> sure, I think I see what you're saying, yeah. The, the sounds you get from it are synth sounds. Mm. On the other hand, Massive X, it feels a lot more expressive and uh, able to do real sounds. Okay, so like panpipes. Yes, <laughs> like your beloved panpipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, panned panpipes. Panned pipes. Yeah, um, but any any sort of real... It's not like Massive X is a phys- physical modelling machine, but its its controls lend themselves very well to uh, instruments that sound like they respond to different velocities and different mm. playing styles. And, of, of course, I'm sure you could set something like that up in Faceplant, but it's it lends itself far better to synthy tones Faceplant does. Mm-hmm. So that is my immediate sort of comparison between the two. And the, I'm, I'm not massively into just having synths. I, I like real instrument sounds. So sure, sure. If I tend towards anything, I'm tending towards Massive X at the moment. Oh, okay, really? Um, yeah. Uh, the other observation I have about Massive X, I don't know if you would agree, it's very, it's easy to do very complex things in it, but it's very hard to do simple things in it. Could you give me an example of what you So, mean? you know, you just want a modulating pulse width wave. Right. It takes a long time to set that up in Massive X, longer than it does in other synths. Uh, But if you want something hugely, immensely complex, which responds to all sorts of things from velocity and has modulating envelope stages and loads of crazy things like that, that is relatively easy. But if you just want a basic synth tone, it feels like, okay, all those controls are sort of in the background because you're not meant to be doing those. You're meant to be doing more advanced things with it. Mm. I mean, I haven't really used Massive X enough, I feel, to be able to give a proper judgment on it. So I'm going to have to take your word for that, bro. That's what I've found so far in my my limited delving. Yeah, I really want to try Faceplant now. Oh, and see man. See how much I like it. So 
maybe Timmy will try and have a little blag at some point, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the other cool thing about Faceplant is it was uh, the lead sound designer was Francis Prev, who uh, we interviewed. Yeah, yeah, wicked friend of the show. Yeah, and um, so he's got loads of patches in there, and he does very synthy things. That's that's his that's his bag basically, synthy stuff. It's his whole bag. But anyway, yeah, that's those are my sort of initial impressions of both i i do like them both they're good um but they are very i feel like to my mind they're very specialized for what each one does okay okay well i guess you're probably going to want to check both of them out i guess there's demo versions of both of them are there yeah true, true oh, okay right. that's cool okay this is a plugin i saw uh in the last couple of weeks and i immediately realized this is by one of our listeners. Oh, really? Yeah, Trackbout, uh, who is one of our listeners to this fine podcast that uh, is shit, <laughs> uh, has made this plugin called Ripcord. Now, what do you see, Tim? What do you see? I see. I so I can see an interface. It's got an output mm-hmm. keyboard and an input keyboard. And that's basically it. And its developer describes it as obnoxiously simple, which is the sort of wanky expression we might use. So I'm already prejudiced against it. Uh, I think obnoxiously simple was one of your um, Tinder reviews. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> that's just, that was my whole Tinder description, basically. <laughs> so the idea, basically, you've got two keyboards represented on the interface. Lower one is the input, i.e. the notes you're playing. And the top one is the output, i.e. the notes that are actually coming out of it. This is a MIDI plugin, Tim. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now, I haven't seen one quite like this before, and it is obnoxiously simple, the idea. Mm. So it is quite literally you're mapping input notes to multiple output notes. So it's essentially Ableton Live's chord MIDI effects. But you choose exactly what those out notes, output notes are going to be for each. Yeah, key. but you can do that in... Oh, hang on a minute. What are, you, what are you telling me now? So you could say C3 is going to output G3, C4, and D4. And C sharp 3 is going to output, output A1, B1, and C2. Okay, so you could set up a split where you've like... So you're playing uh, C, D, and E... And they're doing all completely unrelated completely chords. Unrelated. Uh, okay, that is different to the Ableton Live one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, or you, okay. you can do whatever. You, like, you can choose a note and you can program a million notes to output when you hit that note. And okay. the next note, just one note, whatever you want. Now, the real idea here is to download some presets or make some yourself. And the idea is to remix chord progressions. Oh. So let's say you've got a successful song which uses eight chords. Mm. Um, maybe uh, you add some variations on those chords. You could, for example, set your middle octave so that each note plays a different one of those chords. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you've got the progression, C, D, E, F, G, whatever, that you can just play. Or you can use your MIDI keyboard to play different chords and literally retime and remix and put that progression that worked in the song into a different order. Mm. So you have proven progressions which you can mess with. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good idea. And also, by the way, it is free. Yes. Forgot to mention that. That's a big bonus. And you can browse community presets and get a load of stuff that other people have done mm. for free. I mean, you know, I, I, it's free. So I'm not expecting it to be some wonderfully amazing complex thing. It does one job for free 
And I think that's a job that you can't really get anywhere else. It does seem like it's doing its own thing, which is laudable. I quite <laughs> I like that idea. Um, if you have a bunch of presets, it would be a bit of a ball like to set one up yourself. And that's why I think the community presets really mm. come in handy. Because mm. you might be like, oh, yeah, that song has a great progression. I'm going to use that as a starting point and make something that is mine, but still has the same kind of vibe as that thing. Well, it does appear to be something that would be good for inspiration. Exactly. Uh, you know, especially seeing as it's free. Did we mention that? Did we say that? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, definitely seems worth um, investigating. Do you want to give people a bit of a URL on that, buddy? Yeah. You can go to trackbout.com slash ripcord or check out the podcast show notes. Uh, oh, also, by the way, this is the first casualty I have seen of the great VST2 purge of October 2018. Oh, how come? Uh, Steinberg last year said they're not going to give out any new licenses to distribute VST2 plugins. What? Because they want to get everyone caught up to VST3. That's one of the reasons Ableton put VST3 I thought in. You didn't, hang on, slow down, buddy. <laughs> I didn't think you needed a license to just make a VST2 plugin, especially yeah. if you're giving it away for free. You do. You need a license. You need uh, to have the SDK as well. That license doesn't cost you anything. Mm. They, they just give it to you, but you still need to get it. And you can't really? get it for VST2 I don't anymore. remember doing that at university. Uh, a tiny bit of I'm going to assume coding. that your university had one. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Or, or you just can't sell the thing or distribute the thing. What the F? Mm. So this is VST3 only, is it? Yeah, VST3 and AU only. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, first casualty. But now now live does VST3. It's not really a thing anymore. Yeah, I guess people won't care as much. Okay. I, I'm fairly behind the move to VST3. I think it's good. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect my life in any way. Did I'm I mention, behind it. Did I mention it's free? It is free. So, yeah, go and uh, check that one out. Cheers, uh, track bout, for uh, making an interesting thingy. Okay, Tim, it is time for a random contact instrument corner. And this time is not actually a contact instrument. Hang on a minute. But it is a wacky instrument. So we're mm, bringing it up. Let's not just sure call, about this. Let's Carry just, on. Let's just call this random instrument corner. Okay. So Hidenori Matsuoka has updated PET Bottling 3. What? This is an iOS instrument. And what is on the interface? A bottle? A, a plastic bottle? A plastic bottle. Okay. Which you can play. Right. Check out the video. Ugh. So we got a guy on his iPad, and he's hitting different areas of this bottle. Oh. <laughs> different <laughs> resonances, different samples. Why? <laughs> what? There's some weird... Are those bottle noises, really? I don't know. Hitting the, the sort of shoulder of the bottle now. I guess some of the modes, the bottle's slightly empty, so you get some water sloshing. And... <laughs> what? Pause it a sec. Okay. Because it's on the iPad, 
Uh, you can hit the bottle and activate the water tilt mode. Oh, wow. Okay. Hit the bottle and tilt the iPad so the water sloshes around. Finally, someone's found a use for the iPad accelerometer. Amazing. So, Tim, if look, if you've ever wanted the sounds of a fizzy drink bottle <laughs> in your tracks. What is that? I think that's like the cap noise or something. He's just boshing it with his hand now. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd just get a microphone and record a bottle if that's what I wanted. Well, this is the thing. I mean, obviously, plastic bottles cost hundreds of pounds, whereas you can pick up an iPad for, you know, like a quid somewhere. There is a danger, though, if you're recording a plastic bottle with water in it, that you'll get water everywhere. Um, yes. So you have to be very careless, though, wouldn't you? You need a professional sound designer who has no spillage experience. They've they've taken the time to learn how to not spill water over their microphones. Yeah. Anyway, you think you're going to check this out? I'm definitely going to buy this. (laughs) Um, And an iPad so you can use it. Yeah. Also works on your phone, I think. It it does, by the look of it. It does work on your phone. Do we know how much this uh, costs? Let's have a look. Let's find out the clam cost, buddy. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to say two ninety nine. It's two ninety nine. Oh, it is two ninety nine. Sweet. Yeah. Two ninety nine US clams for this on your phone or iPad. Um, I mean, this is version three of pet <laughs> of pet bottling, and it shits all over versions one and two. Mate, I don't know. Like, I really like the plasticky noises of version two and the cappy noises well, of version one. Maybe in version four, he can bring back classic mode. Uh, yeah, oh, well, that'd be good. You can have all those. Like a legacy mode. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah sure. Like getting the sounds of Auto-Tune 5 back again in the new release. Just like that, but with a bottle. Well, that is definitely a very worthy uh, addition to Random Instrument Corner, James. Well done. Well, it's time to put the cap back on it now. Oh, God. Okay, Tim, how did you like that? Did you love it? Did you love it? Did you love it? Yeah, um, it was an emotional roller coaster for me, mate. A lot of anger, but also a lot of joy. Yeah, we talked about real instruments. We talked about games. We uh, talked about some legal things that just got your blood boiling. Yeah, they really did. Um, I like talking about video games. Let's segue into a video game podcast as quickly as we can. Alright, but for now, we are going to go and uh, watch a video and put the result up on our Patreon. So, uh, you know, there's that to look forward to, and uh, if you're not a patron, hmm? Hmm? Okay, alright, well, that's it, guys. See you next time, okay? We catch you in two weeks, people. Bye-bye.